Hey, this is Pastor Michael Alfaro from The Calling Church. I'm so excited that you're listening to our church podcast. I pray that it blesses you and encourages your faith. starting a new message series that I'm so excited for next week called Pioneer Your Purpose. I believe with all my heart and all my soul that there there is purpose and there's potential living on on the inside of every single one of us. You know, I heard it said this week, I listened to John Maxwell Leadership Podcast. I'd highly recommend that you listen to it. He said that uh, his, his, his calling in his life is, 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 is if, if lives are like hot air balloons, did you know that on hot air balloons, there's these sandbags on each side of the hot air balloons? And what those do is they weigh the hot air, air balloon down. And I think, and what he was saying is that he thinks that, and just like me, I believe this too, there are many times in our life that we feel like there's just weight on us holding us down from our purpose and from our potential. I'm going to be preaching a series for the next four, maybe five weeks that you can, you can, that God will launch you into new horizons in your life in 2020. Are you living? Here's a question for you. Put it in your pocket. Are you living for your purpose? Are you living for the purpose that God intended for you to live for? So I'm going to be preaching about that uh, next week in the next four weeks. It's going to be awesome. I've been preparing for it for a long, long time. Bring a friend. It's going to be really, really awesome and spectacular. So I'm really hyping myself out up, up right now, all right? <laughs> so I'm so excited for you guys to, to be participating in that, all right? How many are ready for a good word? All right, you guys excited to be in church this morning? All right, awesome, awesome. So uh, uh, just to preface this message and before we pray, we're going to be in... Uh, for the next 21 days, the next three weeks, we are going to be praying and fasting for the next three, three, we- three weeks. And we're going to pursue the heart of God with all our heart. Amen. You guys out there? All right. We want to go. We want to dive deeper. We want to go further. Come on, somebody. All right. I'll be explaining that further. So would you guys stand with me as we go into the word of God this morning and, uh, and lean on his, on his scripture? All right. It says this in the book of Daniel, chapter 10, verse 1 through 3. It says, in the third year of King Cyrus, king of Persia, all right, a revelation, say revelation. A revelation was given to Daniel. And by the way, Daniel is an amazing, you got to read this book. I believe there's 12 chapters or so. It's an amazing book. You got to check this out. All right. Was given to Daniel, who is also called Belteshazzar. Its message was true and it concerned a great war. Say great war. The surrounding, the, the understanding of the message was true and it concerned a time of the great war. The understanding of the message came, came to him in a vision. Say vision. We're going to be talking about this during the message. Vision. At that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. I ate no choice food, no meat or wine, touched my, lip, or touched my lips and used no lotions at all until the three weeks were over. Let me just give you a word of wisdom as we fast. It says that Daniel had no lotions on him. Say lotion. Or in other words, he had no oil, no anointing oil. In other words, what this means is that Daniel did not take a bath for three weeks, all right? He didn't, he, he didn't, take, he didn't put no shampoo in his hair. He didn't put deodorant on. Let me give you a word of wisdom, all right? If, uh, I don't think God's going to tell you to fast some Old Spice, all right? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to spare you a write-up at your job, all right? Or to help the person in the cubicle next to you, all right? Uh, so Daniel was in full fast mode, all right? Not wearing no lotions, no, didn't bathe at all until all, the three, work, three weeks were over. Let's pray in God's presence. Father, we just thank you. God, we love you. God, we embrace you. God, we're here for you. God, we want to lean in toward you this morning. 
God, we're pursuing you with everything we got because the world is simply not enough, Jesus. We come after you, Lord. Speak a good word to us this morning. Inspire us. We love you. We're grateful to you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen and amen and amen. Awesome, awesome. You guys may be seated. Thank you so much. We appreciate you guys. Awesome, awesome. How many of you guys love TV? Come on, somebody. Don't lie right now. All right, you're in the house of God. How many of you you said yes? That's awesome. How many of you love TV? All right. Just two of you? Come on, somebody. All right. uh, three of you? All right. I don't know about you. How, how many of you guys watching some good TV shows right now? All right. All right. Awesome. How many of you guys love Netflix or Hulu? How many of you guys like actually like watching regular TV? No Hulu. All right. How, how, here's a question for you. How many of you actually watch TV and turn the channels TV? Not, not many people anymore, right? That's, that's, we don't do that often now, all right? Me and my wife, uh, we love, for, just for some, I don't think it's going anymore, but we love the show Kitchen Nightmares. It's incredible. Have you guys heard of, we love Gordon Ramsay. Yes, I love you guys too, all right? Gordon Ramsay is the real deal, all right? It, it's actually spiritual for me because he has a great leadership principles, all right? Uh, I just finished the show The Mandalorian, all right? It took me a long time to watch it because of my baby girl, all right? Now becoming a parent as you parent no, you can't just sit down and watch a TV show whenever you want no more, baby. You got to take care of the child, all right? So we just finished watching the, I just finished watching The Mandalorian. I love it. It's awesome. Um, I'm very ashamed to say this, but I'll be honest with you because I'm a pastor. I, I, I've encountered this TV show called You. It's crazy, all right? Uh, you might have heard of this TV show. It just, it gives me content to preach from, all right? Because this show is cray cray, all right? You don't, uh, I'm sorry, but I've, I've watched it and I just have a hard time not watching it anymore. But uh, I watched the first season and it got hooked, all right? So uh, me and my wife love TV. By the way, some, me and my wife, uh, often don't like to watch, how many know this, husbands and wives? We don't like to watch the same TV shows. You know what I'm saying? All right. I think my wife just finished Heart of Dixie. I will never see that thing in my whole life. All right. Um, no, I think it's called Heart of Dixie, right? I don't know what it's about. I'm never going to see that thing ever. All right. Uh, we love TV. All right. We love TV. It's awesome. I particularly love movies and I love stories. All right. But this morning, I want to inspire you to lean in into the heart of God. All right. I want to inspire you to follow God and pursue God for the next 21 days. Not because you have to or because you should. All right. Well, you should do that. But because you want to. Because you honestly want to go deeper in your walk with God. That you want to discover God in a whole new way that you've never known before. Come on, somebody. That in 2020 that you're going to live for your potential and your purpose. And you're going to go in places that you've never been because God is going to open up doors that he never opened in your life. Come on, someone. you out there. All right. So when, I don't know about you, but, but back in the day, uh, things were less digital watching TV, right? There was no digital, all right? How, how many of you remember the days before cable, all right? Yeah, right? So the days before cable, do you guys remember this? Let me bring this thing out. But before, and, and still some days, some of you guys might have this, but before the days of cable, this is an, a TV bunny ear antenna. Now, I don't know about you in your life, but, but sometimes, even recently, I still use this. And in the past, how many of you just, you know, you're, you're trying to watch TV and you just don't get the channel clear, right? There's just, this is not a clear picture, all right? In fact, Kimberly, can you put this up for me? We have an illustration. You get that in your life. 
And you're like, you're like, how many of you remember the days when the Dodgers were on regular TV, somebody? Come on, all right? How many of you remember when the Lakers were on KCAL 9, all right? Yeah, those were the days, all right, before they sold themselves to the enemy. All right, I'm just kidding. TBS, all right? So I, I don't know about you, but when I watched uh, TV, I, 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 would have, I would constantly turn the channel and try to get a clear picture, all right? I'd be moving this thing like crazy, all right? I, I, not only does you have to move this thing like crazy, but sometimes you got to get up out of your couch and just stand in the most random places, and all of a sudden, it comes through, all right? I'm like, Kareem, stay there. Don't move. It's coming through, all right? Not even just, not even just you stand in the place, but if so you put your, put your arm up, Kareem, it's coming through, all right? Or, uh, so, so you're constantly doing this, and you're moving things around, and you might even move the whole thing over, right? You're just trying to get a clear picture. I believe that for a lot of us this morning, when it comes to God, we're doing this. We're doing this constantly, all right? I believe that for some of us this morning, all right, don't take that because I use that, all right? The, the, uh, I believe for some of us this morning, life is like that picture right now. God, what do you have for me in my life this year in 2020? God, why are you not coming through the way I need you to come through in my life? My life, God, looks like TV snow, right? This is the fuzziness, God. I don't know where you're at in my life, but this morning God is saying, lean in, dig deeper, settle in, because I'm about to do something in your life in 2020 unlike any other. Come on, somebody. You out there. I believe that. I believe that. I believe so much. I believe that breakthrough is coming for your life. Do you know that breakthrough is not up to God? It's up to you. Breakthrough is up to you. How far do you want to go with God? Come on, somebody. We're going to dig deeper. I believe that God wants to give you a, a clear picture. Check this out. I believe we have it. Not the TV snow. That's not clear. All right. I believe that God wants to give you a clear picture of what your life ought to be in his name. Come on, somebody. I believe that he wants to move you and guide you, show up in your life, show up in your family, show up in ways that you've never even seen before. Let me tell you, praying and fasting will do that in your life. It's not in my notes, but let me just share this with you. There there, there are not many passages of scripture that are coupled up with prayer and fasting. Did you know that? All right. Not even in the New Testament, there's verses in the Bible say, in the Christianity, do you have to fast? That was the Old Testament thing. All right, we do this as a way of to draw closer to the heart of God. Jesus never asks us or requires that we fast, but we, we do do it by tradition to go deeper with Jesus. There is a, there's, there, so in the Bible, you don't see a lot of verses. Only one time in the Bible, you may see in the book of Matthew, that is actually prayer and fasting are coupled together. And the context of this passage, or I haven't even gone to Daniel, but I feel led to say, the, the context of, of Matthew in that scripture, prayer and fasting, is when Jesus dispatches his disciples to actually uh, heal a demon-possessed child. Let me tell you, demon possession is real. I've seen it before. It's not like the exorcist. I've never seen a head. You know what I'm saying? All right? It's a lot. They make it very dramatic. It's Hollywood, all right? But it is spiritual, all right? But, but Jesus said, and the, the disciples have a hard time with this, with this demon coming out. And Jesus gave them the authority to cast out devils and demons, right? But, but Jesus comes to this, to this boy, and, they're, and, and Jesus is kind of frustrated. He says, oh, perverse generation, how long must I stay with you? And you know what he's, what he's upset with, with uh, uh, in that context? He's actually upset with their faith. 
He, he wants them to go deeper. He said, and they said, Jesus, why, did, why couldn't this demon come out of him? And he said, this can only come out by prayer and fasting. In other words, sometimes in life you will face another a new foe and it re- will, will require a new kind of faith. Oh, come on, somebody out there. In life, we will face different foes. There are spiritual attacks everywhere, our job, our families. And sometimes with prayer and fasting, we face those new foes with a new profound faith in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody out there, all right? I believe that for, the, for us. Some of us have been praying for our marriages, Some of us have been praying for our finances. Some of us this morning have been praying, God, I've been waiting for my purpose to come through. Show me what I'm here for. God, you've gifted me. God, you've given me talents. What am I here for? I believe that this season God is going to release breakthrough in your life because prayer and fasting, you're going to take your faith to a whole other level. You out there, come on, somebody. All right. It says this in Daniel chapter 10, verse 1. I already read that, all right, talking about the context of Daniel, all right. The context of Daniel is quite significant because Daniel, if we understand the context of Daniel, Daniel is actually, in, uh, not, they, Israel or Judah was taken captive by the Babylonians. And it was prophesied by Jeremiah that, the Israel, that Judah specifically, by the way, we get the word Jew from Judah, say Judah, or the land of Judah, which was the southern uh, country. If you, if you, I'll give you a little history lesson. Israel was one country, right? But through the kings and through the times, the actually country split to the north and the south. The north was Israel, the south was Judah, and the, the, nor- the north was disbanded to the nations, but Judah was taken by the Babylonians. And that's where we get the word Jew from, from Judah, all right? The, the, the line of the tribe of Judah. All right, so Daniel was amongst these Babylonians, and it was prophesied by the prophet uh, Jeremiah, that, the, that Judah, the Judeans, or, or Israel, if you will, would be in captive for 70 years. And now the, during a new king, King Cyrus, he let the Jude, uh, Jew people, Jewish people, Jew people, Jewish people, excuse me, all right, or Israelites, back to Israel, where they always dreamed of going back. To go to their land, to rebuild the wall, to rebuild the city, to rebuild the, stru- the, the, the sanctuary, all right? And, and Daniel was so uh, uh, amazed and so happy that his own people were going back to the land, to the promised land that God had given them. But God had also revealed visions to Daniel of what the future would be like, all right? And it says this, for 20 days, 21 days, we are going to be, and I believe we have this for the screen, for 21 days, all right, Daniel fasted. He had no choice food. He had no meats. He had no wine. Uh, uh, in the Old Testament, wine was a symbol of joy. He had no oil. He took no baths, all right? We're going to take baths in Jesus' name, all right? He, for 21 days, he mourned. And he pursued God with all his heart. So in this church, what we're going to do is for 21 days, we're going to be fasting on food, fasting food, but we're going to be feasting on Christ. We're going to fast our problems and feast on his presence. We're going to detox from the flesh to recover our soul, all right? We're going to abstain from certain foods so that we have a spiritual appetite. Let me ask you this morning, do you have a spiritual appetite for Christ? Do you have a spiritual appetite to lean in to the heart of God? Or are you just coasting? Oh, come on, somebody. Are you treating God like a chore? And that might be one of, us, uh, one of us or multiple of us this morning, but God wants to inspire us to go deeper and to go further. I want you to know that this church was started at, at a time of prayer and fasting. Let me share this story for you. Remember, I remember in January, 29, uh, uh, January 2013, my wife and I were just a year married. 
We're, you know, it was awesome. It was a great time. And every year, my former church, we prayed and we fasted. And it was a particular interesting time for me because I was getting my Bible degree. I was getting a, a license to be a, a minister. All right. Uh, but what was interesting at the time is that no doors were actually opening for me to be in ministry, not even my home church, which was quite difficult for me because here I'm getting a four-year degree. Uh, I'm not only just a four-year degree, but I'm actually obtaining a license to be in ministry. And the only doors that were open and available to me at the time was like Kansas, Kansas, all right, and Washington. And I knew at a, as a newlywed man, as a wise man, that there's no way that I'm going to uproot my wife and take her uh, to move her out there. She's going to say, uh-uh, I want to be next to my family. I'm not called over to Kansas. And I felt personally, I'm not called to Kansas either. See, I'm called, I'm Angelino, baby. I love the Dodgers. This is my hood. All right, this is where I'm from. All right, these are my people. You know, you are my raza. All right, this is my barrio, okay? All right, this is where I'm from. I have a heart for L.A. I have a heart particularly for the San Gabriel Valley, for Pasadena, for this region. All right, this is where I'm from. But, but I, I was struggling with God. Bring that, that haze back up, that TV snow again, uh, uh, Kimberly. I felt that at the time, I was going to Bible school. I was pursuing God. Not that one. All right. The other one. <laughs> Just click. All right. There we go. Uh, that's what my life felt like. And I was pursuing God with all my heart. God, what do you have for me in 2013? And at this time, my wife's car and my car, 1994 Honda Accord, were being stolen. All right? One week her car got stolen. The next week my car got stolen. Here I'm going to Bible school. We're serving God. We're doing all the bit, right? And I just, my life felt like that. God, where are you, dude? God, I'm pursuing you. I gave up food. Like, where are you? It was a wonderful time. God was setting me up for a breakthrough in my life. I would never forget in this moment of my life. Let me tell you, this is for some of us right now. We feel like we need breakthrough in our marriage. We need need breakthrough through in our our professional career. This is what it felt like for me. I will never forget. I had it with God after one church service. I'll be honest with you. I dropped my wife off because she was singing at the church, and I went up to the Zeusa Canyons where I was living. Don't worry. I didn't do nothing weird. I didn't sacrifice no goat, nothing weird, all right? All right? I went up, and I just felt, you know, I need to pursue the heart of God closer. I just need to get, get, get closer to God because, God, you feel, I feel like this right now. And I will never forget. I was crying. I was saying, God, I followed you. I ventured for, with you. I believe in you. I've trusted you. I hear I'm about to graduate in the next few months. I've been an A student. Before, I was a horrible student. But I love your word. I love theology. I love what you're doing in my life. And I'll never forget these words that the Lord shared with me through the Holy Spirit. He said, Michael, do you know why those doors are not opening for you at your church or, or any other place? This is why. Because I have a whole new assignment for your life. I have a whole new calling or a calling on your life. And this assignment I want you to pursue. That's why those doors are opening and you're treating your life like that. But, but just wait and see what I have for you. Come on, church. I believe in my, my life went from like that and to next picture. Or clear, okay, that's not working. All right. Let's just, <laughs> all right. I, I said, God, if you want. So in, those time, in that time, God said, I have a whole new assignment for you. I want you to plant a church. It was so funny to me because my, my, my school had church planning classes. I said, I'm never taking that. I'm not going to take that. I'm going to do Bible, my Bible degree and go forward with that. All right. And now looking back, I wish I would have known then because I would have taken those classes. But after God telling me, I want you to plant a church. I want you to, I want you to pursue me and, and help people. I told God this, and I would highly recommend this to you. Whenever God speaks to you, 
always surround yourself with wise counselors who, who, who are more experienced in life. I said, Lord, if that is you, I need to submit this to my pastors and my, and my leaders at my school, and then I will go and follow my calling. And if there's a red light in those p- people who say no, then I will not do it. I know that you're saying it to me in the spirit, but I'm going to submit it to my senior pastor, to an associate pastor, and to a doctor at Life Pacific University. And if those people do see and agree that, th- that there is a calling on my life, then I will pursue you with all my heart and plant this church. And I'm not going to lie to you. I felt like God, I, I prayed that they, say, they would say no. All right? No. No, no, no. I don't see that in you. All right? No, no. Okay? But I asked every single one of these people, uh, Pastor Do- or Dr. J- Jim Reed, our Pastor Kelly Dupay, uh, Terry Samples, who's a doctor at Life Pacific uh, a College, a teacher of mine. And all of them said, we see something in your life. I believe this is God. We will, we're going to pr- continue to pray with you and mentor you and see uh, uh, what, what God is going to do out of this. And let me tell you, four years ago, t- this is what happened. I have a time of prayer and fasting. 535 salvations later. Come on, God was in this, all right? God is moving, all right? Let me tell you. God doesn't want your life to be a haze anymore. As your pastor and as your friend, as your leader, God doesn't want life to be a haze for you anymore. God wants you to go deeper. God wants you to go further, all right? So we're going to do this for 21 days. We're going to pursue the heart of God. James 4.8 says this, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. All right, James 4.8 in the Passion Translation says this, make, it's that time already? Oh my God, all right. Make your heart closer and closer to God and he will come even closer to you. I promise you, God will not bite you. All right, draw closer to God and he will draw closer to you. All right, we're not going to just fast for the sake of fasting physically, but we're also going to couple this spiritually. It's prayer and fasting, all right? I love this. I found this. It says this, prayer to our lives is what feathers are to an arrow. Do we have that? Prayer to our lives is like what a feathers are to an arrow. I'm going to say it again. Prayer to our lives are what feathers are to an arrow. Do you know an arrow cannot soar without feathers? Do you know that an arrow cannot journey without some feathers? Let me tell you, your life, as you fast, your whole life, whether you fast or not, you will need to pray to God. Prayer is your direct line to God. There's no, no contact in your phone that is greater than the contact that you can have with God through the Holy Spirit. All right? You need that contact. All right? But my, my thing is, I don't think we have a, pro, a praying problem. To be honest with you, I believe sometimes we have a listening problem. Come on, somebody. We don't have just a praying problem. We talk to God. We can. All right. God, God, you can talk to God any, just comfortably. But sometimes, I believe a lot of times, actually, we have a listening problem when it comes to God. To God. It says, A.W. Tozer says this, If you do, all, you do, all you do is talking when you pray, how will you ever hear God's answers? How will you ever hear God? And I believe that is the challenge that we have as Christians. Okay, Pastor Michael, I'm praying, but how do I hear God? How do I hear God? All right? This is my best advice to you as a story. I remember when I worked at Home Depot. How many of you love Home Depot? All right? I love Home Depot. I love it a lot. It's awesome. And I worked in the hardware department. Come on, y'all. Thank you, Jesus. All right? I love the hardware department. 
And, and I, I, I was going to church. I was pursuing the heart of God. I was going to Bible school, Life Pacific. I was an intern at Faith Community Church, and I was working at Home Depot in the hardware department. I will never forget how God taught me how to listen to him. When I got hired at Home Depot, as you know, Home Depot is a huge store, and there are many departments in Home Depot, all right? There's flooring. There's paint. There's hardware. There's all these seasonal, right, all these different uh, uh, departments. But what they do is each department has a team. And, and, and every single team or throughout the whole uh, 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 store, everyone is using walkie-talkies to communicate with each other, right? Hardware to flooring, flooring to hardware, paint to hardware. That's how we're communicating, right? I will never forget when I got hired, I learned who my supervisor was, was Edgar DeLeon, De all right, in the, in, the, in the hardware department. But the thing about Edgar is I didn't really know his voice when I would be going somewhere, putting, putting something away or grabbing something from another department, Edgar would call out to me, but I had no, I didn't know this guy. So I didn't know his voice really. I will never forget as I started to, to work more with Edgar, as I started to work more at Home Depot, there was a familiarity with Edgar's voice. I could distinguish Edgar's voice from the store manager's voice. I could distinguish Edgar's voice from the paint department's people's voice. Let me tell you, as you spend time with God and as you pray and as you listen, you're going to start to distinguish how God sounds like. Let me tell you, the Bible when John says, the sheep hear my voice and they know my voice. Oh, come on, somebody. Someone once said, Pastor Michael, I'm listening to God, but I can't hear him. And I would say, you're listening with the wrong ears, not with your physical ears, but your spiritual heart. Come on, somebody. God speaks to the heart, to the heart of you, to the core of you. God wants to speak to you that way. Also this, let me, I have to give this to you because it's significant. How does God, how do you get, understand God's voice and how he speaks when you pray? Let me tell you, the Bible is the best way how you hear God's voice, how you distinguish his voice. As I pursued the heart of God, I learned what he sounded like when he spoke to Jeremiah and Isaiah and John the Baptist. I learned what, how he sounds like when he spoke to Peter. All right, As we read God's word, we become familiar with God's voice and how he sounds. Let me tell you, you need to do this. All right? You need to do this. This is your lifeline to God. This is how he inspires you. Do you know this is the message to the world? God's love letter. This is the answer. All right? We're wondering, who do I vote for? Right here. Come on, somebody. Vote for Jesus. I'm scared. Right here. All right? What do I do? Where do I go? It's right here. How do, I, how do I endure this relationship and persevere? It's right here. Pursue the heart of God. And let me tell you this. How can you hear God's voice? It's be still. Say, be still. Oh, this world is a dis- very distracted world. God won't compete with the world. You know, on your cell phone, I don't know about you, but I have iPhone. Hallelujah. All right. I like iPhone. But on my iPhone menu, I have a moon button. I would highly recommend you clicking this moon button right here. You say, Pastor Mark, I'm a busy guy. I have work. I have emails. I have kids. Let me tell you, nothing's more important than spending a few moments with God. Spending time with God, hitting that moon button. How about this? God speaks not only through his word by being still, but God also speaks through circumstances in our lives. Are we paying attention to the circumstances that we're in? And how is God speaking to us through them? How about this one, the last one, which is quite significant and how I grew in my faith. God also speaks through people. Say people. God speaks through people. He uses people. There's this one, one person said this, I sought to hear the voice of God and climbed up the topmost steeple. But God declared, get down. I dwell among the people. Oh, come on, somebody. God is among us. 
I grew in my spiritual life because of good people who were opening, uh, uh, had an open channel between them and God. They were, they were hearing God and they spoke uh, 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 to me on behalf of what God was saying. How about First Peter chapter 3, verse 12? It says this, The Lord watches over the righteous and his ears are attuned to the prayers. Luke 5, verse 16 says this, But Jesus often withdrew. Do you know Jesus, the Savior, often prayed. He says, often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. What does God want to say to you in 2020? What does God want to do through you and in you this 2020? As I got up to, to pray this morning, I was working on my message, typing, typing up stuff and verses and all kinds of things. And I felt that the Lord just say, Michael, I want you to pray. And I started praying. And, 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 and actually what I did, what I, my routine is every Sunday, I actually go to Starbucks. There's a Starbucks like half a mile from me. I get up in the morning, I, on Sunday mornings, I go get my coffee and, and, and I spent time with God. And this morning as I was in my car, it was cold. It was like 50-something degrees in Arcadia where I live. And I, I started my car. And, the, you know, I'm doing the whole thing, this because it's cold, you know. And I said, Lord, just speak to me. Speak to me. I'm in, as I'm waiting in the car, just speak. I'm here. I'm listening. I'm listening. And let me tell you, it's okay to be still in God's presence. It's okay to hear nothing. It's okay to turn the TV off. It's okay to say, sweetheart, I'm going to be praying right now. It's okay to Netflix. I, I, I'm going to watch that show later, all right? It's okay to be, let me, tell, let me go back to being still. Some of us this morning just need to be still. We just need to be still. We're always on the go. Zip, 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 go, 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 go. Work, 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 email, email, email. But God will speak powerfully when you're still in his presence. Be still and know that I'm in God. So I'm in my car. I started the engine, and I drive a 12-year-old car. I love my Honda Civic. It's awesome, and it's warming up. And the Lord started to speak to me. I was cold, all right? My car was warming up. And the Lord started to say, life without prayer is cold. Life without prayer is dry. Oh, come on, somebody. Life can be cold. But what prayer will do to your life is it will warm your life up. It will bring comfort to your life. It will bring clarity to your life. All right, your life won't be a haze. Let me tell you, there have been significant times in this church where I had to go to my knees and pray. God, what are you doing? God, what are you saying? Let me tell you, church, following and pioneering a calling in your purpose is not always easy in your life. And it's those times of deep prayer and those times of being still and knowing that he's God, that he speaks so clearly. Come on, somebody. All right? Be still. God, what are you saying to my marriage? God, what are you saying to my church? That's what I'm doing right now as I'm praying for you every single day, praying for the church. God, how are you going to use the calling church? God, how, what do you want to do in this church? God, how are you going to increase our influence and our footprint in this city and touch lives and inspire people in this city? Oh, we got to hit that moon button. Oh, we got to be still. We got to be open to hearing how God will use people. Let me tell you, there's some new people in our church. You maybe have been here for five months, six months, three weeks, but let me tell you, you're kind of closed off. You're not sure about the people are the people for real we had someone come to the church one time years ago they said it was they were really weird they knew my name that's called love come on somebody all right we know your name how about be open be open to how god will use the people in in this church to touch your life and pray for you and speak a blessing over you and speak prophesy over you oh come on somebody amen you guys out there and let me i'll end with this and i don't i didn't plan this i believe it's the holy spirit and revelation chapter three we get a context that says the lukewarm church. Say lukewarm church. And the context of Revelation is God writes seven, or through the prophet, or through John, uh, John, the apostle, writes seven letters to seven churches. 
and eat, and, and you know the, the scripture that goes, I stand, Revelation 3.20, I stand at the door and knock. He who hears me will open the door. He will come in and dine with me. We actually use that all the time for evangelism, which is out of context. The actual context of that scripture is quite powerful. Do you know that what Jesus is saying, he's saying, behold, I stand at the door of the church, not a person. I stand at the door of the church and I'm knocking. Will the church let me in? What? Isn't that crazy? Will the church let me in? There's another scripture that says, you are neither hot or you are neither cold. I wish you were one or the other. I would spit you out. The lukewarm church. I am praying and I believe that we are not a lukewarm church. But I'm praying that all of us will be on fire for the living God. Come on, somebody. That we will go deeper. That we will go further. That we will have a hunger for Jesus Christ with all our hearts. Let's not be satisfied with status quo. Come on, somebody. Let's not be satisfied with coasting in our life. Let's not be satisfied with stagnant, being stagnant. Oh, I'm not stat. As long as I'm your pastor, I will not leave you in stagnation. Come on, somebody. I'm going to pick you up and say, let's climb. Let's keep going. We're not coasting because we are meant for more in our life. We have a calling. We have a purpose. We have a destiny in our blood. Come on. We have purpose in our bones. There's more for us. There's more for our family. Oh, come on, somebody. Put that, put that thing back up on there. The TV snow. Click. All right. I'm just kidding. I'm teasing her. I love her. Let me, let me say I'm not, I'm not okay. Three, two, one, there it is. I'm not okay with that. Not that I'm going through that. But I'm not okay as your pastor for you to go through that. I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay if your family looks like that. I'm not okay if you get up every morning for work and you feel like that, even though that's hard. I'm not okay with your relationship with your kids to look like that. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm not okay with your relationship with God looking like that. I'm not okay with just being a, a, just, just a church and just we're just going to do church on Sundays and just be like that. Come on, somebody. We're, we're, we're going to pursue the heart of God together. I want your life to have clarity. I want you to have a, catch a vision. Oh, come on, somebody. I want you to live an excellent life in the name of Jesus. I heard a scripture. I heard a, a saying one time. This lady said, I'm not afraid. By the way, I'm done with my notes. This is pure preaching by the Holy Spirit, all right? Not that it's great, all right? But I'm just being led by God. I heard one, a woman say, this before that I'm not afraid to die. I'm afraid to not fulfill my purpose. Oh, come on, somebody. I believe that you were meant for something. I believe that you're called for more. I believe that you're called to speak to your children right. I believe that you're called to speak to your wife right, to your husband right. I believe that when you get up, you say, this is my day. This is the day the Lord has given me. I'm going to be glad and rejoice. I'm going to wake up with a smile and live for my purpose each and every day. Come on, somebody. Not okay. Not okay. So let's do this for 21 days, church. Let's, even though we might look awkward and be weird, let's do this for 21 days. All right, let's do this till we get the right signal. By the way, just because that's happening, let me, let me tell you, you know when we're looking for Channel 4 and it looks like that? Do you know that Channel 4 is still sending its transmission, its signal? Come on, somebody. We think God's not there. God's not doing nothing. But let me tell you, this morning, even though your life may feel like that, God is still sending the signal. And whether your life looks like that, the signal is still being emitted. So let's make the adjustment this morning, all right? Whether or this 21 days, whether it's not eating meat, not drinking soda, whatever it is, to pursue the heart of the living God. And I'm believing that God's going to release blessing and breakthrough in your life, that this church is going to go through doors that we've never even seen before in our lives. Amen. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I pray that it blessed you. It's so vital to do life together. That's why I would love to invite you to The Calling Church. Bring a friend. We would love to meet you. Also, stay connected to our church via our website, The Calling Church app, or our social media. God bless you.